This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Rogue One, a Star Wars story where everyone makes it alive without a scratch, a Star Wars story. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the eloquent, delicious, delicious, malnutritious, vicious, wishmonger, Shannara-loving treat of all time, Justin Whitehead. What's going on, sir? Man, what an introduction. I appreciate that, Nick. What's going on? Well, it's another day, right? Is it? Yeah. How are you doing? I'm fine, man. I'm just buoyant. All these people are selling their podcasts, Nick. Kona Con- went haywire. And Mark Marin signed up, got more, getting more money or something. I mean, we got where's our where's our cashola here? You know what I'm saying? Let's. What do you think? What do you think we're worth on the podcast? Like, what's our what's our weight in gold? We're worth we're Give worth everything. We're worth mm-hmm. every dollar. But I would say, if you were to monetize us right now, it's a little low. But can you put a number on this? And honestly. If we turn into our job, would the magic still be there? Would we be able to be as perfect? That's true. I'm just thinking, do you think we're $20 or higher uh, on our on our podcast award? What do you think? $20 a word, at least. There we go. So how you been? You've been great? Fine, fine. Yeah? I don't have COVID, so that's a good thing. Are you cute? You weren't feeling that well. You weren't feeling that well, but you don't have COVID, huh? No, I just had some migraines. I get migraines, you know? I'm sorry. You have medicine to push those out of your skull? Like, what What happens, like, whenever you get one? Do you have something you do? Watch Logan's Run. <laughs> is, that a pres- <laughs> is that a prescription? You're the- <laughs> Does your doctor prescribe you uh, 70s sci-fi? Yeah, I-, I walk into the pharmacy, and they put it in front of my eye. The thought of that movie gives me a migraine. You know, I'm not sure I've ever seen it. And I certainly haven't seen it for so long if I had, but who was the star? Michael What's York. the guy's name? Michael York in this. Kenny yeah, was it? And a young Michael York, right? Well, you had to be back then. It, is everybody in like white clothing in that? Is that like one of those, they're kind of draped in like, they look like kind of, of Roman times, but it's sci-fi, yeah, that kind of thing? They look suck. And what's the thing? Is As soon as you get old, they kick you out? I think they do That's something the worse than kick you out. They, they kill you? They destroy you. I think they fuck you up. Do they kill you once you get to a certain age? Is it like Children of the Corn? It's a lot like Children of the Corn. Yeah. <laughs> There's a connection there, right? No. I think you're thinking of Menudo. Fair enough. Yeah. So it's not such a bad idea to once you get a certain age. Murder. Well, I mean, adults in our country at least, they be sucking. You know what I'm saying? They t- they, they suck. Can I take a including us? Can I take a hard left and say the kids suck too? No, they don't. 
Not really. Our values lowering, our values down to seventeen fifty. <laughs> Actually, it just shot up in certain demographics. So this week's a good one though because we got Obi Van Kenobi. We got Top Gun coming out. Right. Yeah, we got a new episode of Shining Girls. All the big hitters. We got that Elvis movie's got to be coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, who's the guy in that? Something Butler, August Butler, or something? Is that his name? Sure. Do you know him? No. Something Butler is they, who they tap to get Elvis, and then and Tom Hanks is in it playing Elvis's manager or something, and he is sounding absolutely insane in that trailer. His yeah. voice. He sounds ridiculous. I guess that's how that guy sounded. What, what was his name? Do you remember? Elvis Presley? Colonel Parker or something? Yeah, Tom Parker. Not Elvis name Tom Parker? Yeah. I think his name was like Colonel Parker. It's some crazy. I think Parker. Anyway, Tom Hanks playing that role. And he must have sounded like that. So Hanks decided he had to ham it up. It's dumb. It's a Baz Luhrmann joint. And Baz is in this movie. Or Baze. <laughs> Baze Malbus. Let me see here real quick. Elvi. Is the movie called Elvis? No, it's not. What's it called? I'm not sure. I thought it was called Elvis's Fuck. Are you sure it's not called Austin? Elvis? Austin Butler. That's his name. Not August, but Austin Butler. You're I'm wrong. not sure. You're what wrong. It's called. You're wrong. Is it really just called Elvis? It's got to be. It is called Elvis. Colonel Tom Parker. Thank you for doubting me. Oh my god, we both kind of got right. I didn't know his first name was Tom. I just figured you were mixing Tom Hanks and who is. I mean, let's let's hit to the point here. You know, guys, we've done nine Star Wars films, and there's two we haven't done, and it's time. Guys, it's a movie microscope. Two we haven't zoomed in on yet. So we zoom in. Wake up in fright, go to sleep hard, use a hurricane as an exfoliator. You know, we, we rip tight shits around the city, hump a stomach at twilight, we ride in car with boy, turn a hunchback into a hatchback, get God under the weather, shoot a wet spot, spin the globe like a witch, watch a movie with wet Chrysler eyes and just stare into it and suck the shit out of the marrow and just really trench out. See what makes or breaks. Share with the likes of you listener. So if we're talking about missing, we talk oh about God. the scene where Sissy Spacek and Jack Lemon questionably keep looking under the stove for their child. Talk about the little moments. Ladies and gentlemen, Rogue One is filled with them. Missing used to disturb me. Why? You didn't see it. I think it's because it affected my parents or something. And then it, so that that bothered me. And I didn't, you know, I got nervous about I heard that Remember, they were all searching for their missing son. And then they found him and he was no longer missing. He was no longer alive. Really? I think he dies. No, I think the I kid think lives in that movie. I think you're thinking of Adam, the Daniel J. Travanti TV movie around the same time. So he doesn't die? I thought because that was like 1980. I remember. I remember the ad in the paper, the, in, the, in the newspaper, for the, like the mm-hmm. one pager that they had for the movie, and there was like all these quotes. Yeah. I remember the trailer, but I, for some reason I thought the movie sort of copped out, but that movie Adam was about that kid who got, they found him, and he did not make it because he was headless. Remember that? Headless Adam. Wait, what are you talking about? The one that's based on a true story? Daniel J. Trevante from Hill Street Blues. I remember it, it was a TV movie. Am I wrong? Does the kid in Missing take the shit as well? Okay. Yeah, the film Kate. ends with the postscript stating that after his return to the United States, Ed received the body of his son, Charlie. So he made um, it. So he did make it. Charlie was murdered by the... Yeah. He did get... The U.S. let it happen. He tells... Yeah, yeah. He did... He, so he took, he took away? He didn't make it. But the movie Adam, 
With Joe Beth Williams and, and, and Daniel J. Trevante, he is a headless individual, if I'm ever right. So what are you talking... I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, is this one that's based on a, a kidnapping or something? A child's kidnapping? Yeah, yeah. Those are the two big kidnapping movies around that time. But that was, like, a based on a true story. Right. He did yeah. not enjoy it. That's a horrible story. Yeah, yeah. stupid. Stupid to cut kids' heads off. $13. At the value of our show? Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you doing? You keep covering your cute camera. Trying to get it to focus. It won't. I don't know why. Just for you, so you can see my lovely... There you go. You're in focus. My complexion, because it's just... Oof, it's looking good. Speaking of, you said exfol- exfoliate in your run-up to the show, didn't you? Yeah. I need to exfoliate, it looks like. You ever use pumice? Pumice stone? Pumice, whatever. I guess. I don't know. I've used hard... Pumice I've stone used, to I've used that gritty soap before. I love gritty soap. Hummus? You ever use hummus love, in the shower? I love hummus everywhere else. You ever wash with it? No, I haven't. A chickpea in my butt. <laughs> you like hum- you like hummus? I huh? love hummus. Do you? Ha- how regularly do you eat hummus? I have hummus in my fridge every day of every week. I always the best news. I have perennial the hummus, news. and I constantly am on a quest to discover the perfect item to use with it. And I found yeah, what's it. Your... Well, I mean, I always yeah. get the roasted garlic hummus. And I, f- mm-hmm. I found these rice, there was these rice chip kind of things that were sour cream and onion that melded perfectly with that. But I saw it once and I've never been able to find it. So now I've got an assortment of nan, crackers, stone, wheat thing. I got all sorts of shit, man. You got to you gotta figure out what works with the hum. Did you ever try that gummy hummus? <laughs> Gummus? Never had that? Uh, Harmony Kareem tried to get me to eat it once. <laughs> Love it to death. I I like hummus too, but what happens to me, I get excited and I have it and then I forget about it. And then I'm like, oh, that's right. I have hummus in the fridge and it's like nine months old. Yeah. And hummus is forget about it because it looks like it's already gone bad. So you never know when it's really shit. Now on the thing, it says, dude, you know, use soon, but I don't buy it. I mean, you think you can, you you think it keeps, I, I'm a fan of the plain hummus, quite honestly. I like the plain hummus too. I just don't like the Mm -hmm. red pepper hummus. That ruins it for me. I'm not that big of a fan of that. Either. It's too overpowering. Do you like spinach? Spinach hummus? Like I don't the even spinach. know what you're talking about. There's like you know they they do they have black bean hummus. They got all sorts of yeah. mixtures. They have that carrot hummus that's really good at the uh, grocery store. Let's just talk about right. hummus for a while. I won't touch. I won't touch the carrot hummus, my friend. Oh, it's so good. You know, I know what? Car- people like to dip carrots in hummus, which is exactly get. where I was going. I dipped the daylights mm-hmm. out of some carrots in that, and it was quite nice. Well, Wait a minute! You dipped carrots into the carrot hummus. Yeah. Oh, little James Dean here, a little rebel. Without a cause, man, you are flipping your shirt collar up. They, you know, did living you, on the edge. Did you buy you into know? that whole old wives' tale that if you eat too much, too many carrots, you'll start to be orange? No, but I always thought I did buy into the wives' tale, old wives' tale about if you eat, it's good for your eyesight if you eat a lot of carrots. Have you heard of that one? No, never heard of it. Really. You never you you have you make a yeah, it's like a, it's yeah I think when you're born they stick mm-hmm. a passy in your mouth and they instantly tell you the carrot story. You heard that, huh? Yeah, has it worked? I also heard that if you eat watermelon pits, you start to shit fully formed watermelons. <sighs> oh, Popeye though, did you ever think spinach? Yeah, and it does made you strong. It does Popeye spinach propaganda? I found out though, you everything I eat makes my dick tiny. All right. 
Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. What was your What's your first experience with the old Rogue One? I saw it in the theater. I was very excited about it. This is the start of the Star Wars Renaissance. Yeah. And this is the second film after The Force Awakens was quite a hit. This came out not long after and uh, made a bunch of money. The future seemed bright. And like they weren't going to fuck it up. Fans were still on board. Like the Star Wars fans were like, more of this, please. Um, we'll support anything you put out. Yeah, it was it was two in and and Lucasfilm thought they in Disney like man we got something going here no one's gonna get mad but this and movie Kathleen had already Kennedy's like she said to the uh, fans don't worry we got you the words you want to hear Josh Trank coming in here come <laughs> here come Trank he's gonna nail it oh you want Lord was... Miller you are gifted. Here they comes. What what was Trank going to do? He, he was into a bounty hunter movie. Was he? I forgot about that. Anyway, it kind of signaled, this movie kind of signaled a worrying trend in, in a number of ways, I think. One of them being the production on this film was a nightmare, obviously. Now, I don't think it necessarily shows in the finished prod, product. I think I like this movie. And I think a lot of people really like this movie. It's a lot of people's favorite. It's become the revisionist, of the new Star Wars revisionist hot take movie, yeah, for sure. But it was certainly, you know, as usual, I feel like the behind the scenes folks got real. They got their feet got real cold, and it seems to happen, you know, on every one of their films now. It's solo, although Last Jedi, they said they they were pretty pleased with that one, but that was like the least dramatic. Movie making experience until it came out, the new ones, and then people until it came people out, went yeah, nuts. But I mean, like Harrison Ford got like his arm broken during Force Awakens, and it stalled production forever. They got wait, did he get squished um, in a door? Yeah, and then Rise of Skywalker. You know, they fired uh, Colin Trevorrow, and then they had to rewrite the script on the fly, and they were responding to the fans. And so this one had like you know, didn't they fire the director? Apparently, they and they he, brought in another they, director. They got, yeah, Gilroy came and did some reshoots, but. Gareth Edwards was involved in the in, to, in the uh, promotion and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, this is all like kind of hot, hot, you know history, real and, hot guys. But I think this movie is unique in a, in a lot of ways for Star Wars, and I think it's it's pretty good. There's some things I don't like in it, but I still overall kind of enjoy it. I what enjoy, it. I enjoy, it. I enjoy all Star Wars. You know, it's mm-hmm. it lost a little bit for me this time around, but it's still beautiful, and I still enjoy it. You know, and this movie, I've never had any sorts of access on the Star Wars front in my mm-hmm. life, but I was able to go to London for the Star Wars celebration where they were sort of unearthing this movie and, and yeah. leading up to its release. And it was really cool to see all that stuff in the flesh and to get really, you know, the excitement was so big. Sure. And even though force awakens, there were those people that said, Oh, this is just a rehash of the other one. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I hate those kind of takes because they're so base and they right. and they don't take into account so much nuance and so many little things. Yes, there's a giant planet destroying weapon, and yes, they're introducing these people. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that those are those are themes because they work and because they they are part of the saga. Same thing goes with I think that's why they changed this is because they were going to make a suicide mission movie that was a war movie and a spy movie that was pretty gritty and unrelenting. And I think they got cold feet, but it still sort of is that. I don't know if they got cold feet because it seems like in the original production they what was originally shot had a lot of problems but i don't know what you never know what went on i i think you know you talk about force awakens as as kind of a, a lot of people complain it's a rehash of star wars but that's what they were trying to do they were trying to bring star wars back 
and, and kind of achieve that, get to that feeling that everybody had when Star Wars first came out. That's why I think it hewed so closely to the original, you know, trilogy or the original, the, you know, Hope, uh, New Hope. But I still think it's a pretty good movie that, that has a bunch of flaws, The Force Awakens. I think it's a um, wonderful movie that I love today. I do like it quite a bit. Yeah. And I like it better than this, I will say. If I, if I was going to rank them, but anyway, this is, it's a unique movie because one thing I think this movie does pretty well is introduce a set of characters, a set of likable, memorable characters that live. And I don't, and I don't think the characters are that well drawn, but I still think that they make a good, a pretty good impression. So why don't you go through the cast here? It's got a, a, a bunch of heavy hitters. It stars Donnie Yen. That's it. It stars Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, the great Ben Mendelsohn. It stars. Let's name some others. You're leaving out the, you got, the star of the movie. You got Duncan Powell as Melshi. <laughs> Who else is in it? Tony, Tony Soprano's therapist. You, you have C3PO. You are you kidding me? Jimmy Smits. Yeah, Smits is back. I know you're thrilled about that when he showed up. Yeah. You got Zhang Wen. Oh yeah. You got Riz Ahmed. You, yeah, Riz Ahmed. Who were you about to say? Diego Luna. Oh, he's in it. You, this is the one we should have said first. Mads Mickelson. Now, this is the one we should have said first. Felicity Jones. Oh, you got Alan Tudyk. And Alan Tudyk, the great Alan Tudyk, who I love. Um, it's a uh, movie that has uh, those people in it. It does. And, and uh, how, you know, what I think is kind of striking about this film is it starts, you know, different differently than other Star Wars films. And then it really, like, it, it shows you a planet that you haven't really seen in Star Wars before. Okay. Which is like, it's just like basically shows you New Zealand or something, you know, but it's like grass and Star Wars. They I haven't seen much they of it. pulled it off. Although the Clone mm-hmm. War movie had a lot of grass in it or the Phantom Menace. But behind the scenes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a good joke. Real good. Real good. <laughs> so it starts off with the showing a planet with, you know, like Saturn rings around it. The ship going through those rings kind of or at least beside those rings. What do you think? Very beautiful looking shot. Yep. It's a wonderful, all, all there's, there's so many good shots in this thing. It's beautiful. I don't know if this is a term. It had me homesick for Saturn. I wouldn't mind getting next to Saturn, getting close to those rings. I think it's insulting to this much older planet that you're comparing it to Saturn. Well, I don't have much to compare it to. It has rings. Like what, like what is, that's the planet that, that has those things around right. it. There's dozens out there. I mean, there's outside of the solar system, I guess. Dozens. Like, what other ones? Eddie's planet, Milk Channel. There's a bunch of great planets out there with rings around. Lord of the Suck Planet. Saturn was my favorite planet when I was a kid, for sure. It was. I loved I it. I think everyone, right? Because it was the one that looked different than everybody else. It, looked, it was the cutest planet, and then I also liked Jupiter. See, Jupiter had that awful Richard Thomas birthmark on it. Like you said, it had, like it's no longer around. You mean it has. Jupiter's still out there. Let's zoom in. Jupiter's still floating around. I mean, and the best thing about like mankind is no one ever been talking about going to Jupiter. You know, no one's talking about going to Saturn. It would take a while. I understand. They're always talking about going to Mars. That's the big one, right? Mars is is, is the next closest one to get to, I guess. Everybody wants to, to go to Mars. Even though it's useless. You know? I say fuck that. Let's go to Jupiter, Jupiter or Saturn. Well, if we go to Jupiter, we got to go to Europa, the moon that's almost earthy. It's an earthy is moon. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Is Jupiter like? Is I know Jupiter's got a lot of the gases and clouds and stuff like that. Is that one of the things where you're trying to land on Jupiter, Jupiter and it's just very, it's like a tiny little rock? 
under a lot of clouds. Yeah. I don't know. But what's it look like with his clothes off? Yeah. Is it just a cute little pebble under all that? Europa. Is it is it planet is it planet sweating that stuff out? Like, can I get a little knowledge? I don't know much about Jupiter, I'm I'm realizing. It's huge and fucked, but there's a lot of shit it's going got, on. Where's the birth birthmark coming from? How's it that's, you know? <laughs> yeah, but Europa has ice and it it has a lot of things that we that we can identify with. The one of the things I worked on with Steve Alton was a book about that. And then of course they made that Europa project or whatever Europa mission, whatever that movie was about. Oh yeah, with um our boy from um District Eleven. What's that movie called? District, District Nine. Charlto? District Nine. Is it Charlto in that? I don't know. But it because uh, that planet they think that there's stuff underneath that ice that's rock solid and cool. Have we not zoomed in on your Europa report yet? What what are <laughs> what are we doing? We are really off our game. How do we how do we not do that? We need to do Europa report. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a movie they're like, hey, let's make a title that no one not half the no one can say. Yeah. Europe Europa Report. Is that just me? I can't say it. I guess it's just me. Man, fuck that title. Yeah. So, um, so what's the premise of this movie, mister? So the premise is that there is a man named Galen Urso who has fled, I guess, the Empire. Is that what they're called at this point? Yes. He's escaped the clutches. He's a scientist. He was working for the Empire. He's like, you know what? I'm leaving the bad guys. I'm going to go start a farm and go into hiding and uh, and raise a family. But the Empire wants this guy back because he's got big brains and they need him back because they're designing a planet killer called the Death Star. And this guy's the key to their, to their this design. And so this is the this is all the setup. They come fetch him. He has to leave his daughter behind. His daughter grows up. And then his daughter, who is kind of missing her dad, mad at her dad, has been raised as kind of a rebel, gets a message from her father that he's built this Death Star but he's built a flaw into it. She needs to, you know, help the rebels take down this horrible weapon. That's an amazing plot uh, retelling by me. I killed it. I think the biggest flaw is that somebody would make a device that blows planets up. Because how many times is the whole planet a piece of shit? And you're taking a huge, you're taking a huge stand on this. I like it. I mean, even Earth, which is fucked. The whole planet's not shithole. Well, that's the thing is, in this movie, the Death Star doesn't isn't destroying planets yet. They're just testing it, and they're just destroy, destroying part of a planet right. a couple of times. So, yeah, yeah. You, you nailed the plot perfectly. Yeah, I know. It's like poetic. So, young Jin Erso gets to watch her mom get blasted away. Not a mm-hmm. great... They don't have a gr- good strategy, this, this family, necessarily. Mm-mm. Where he's trying to act like mom's dead, and he's alone. And then mom shows herself. But if they'd gone to check out their habitat, they would have seen, you know, bras lying around and the cutest stormtrooper, you know, toy of all time. They would have known. By the way, Storm Stormtrooper doll is the Stormtrooper cute, doll. Yeah. It gives this movie a point on its own. Yeah, I, I do like it. Yeah. Although it's weird that she would have a doll of the fascist regime they're escaping from. Well, that's the thing is he used to be, you know, employed by the Empire, and it just what made me th- thinking is that they're selling. Dolls of their soldiers, like you know, to the to the children of the of the empire, which is kind of cute and also maybe a little bit terrifying. I don't know, but it was a cute. It was like a fat stormtrooper. Yeah, but it was cut. And I wonder what features it might have. Like if you pull a string, does it say something? Dumb? You can't tell it. You don't get a. You don't get to see the front of it. But I, I honestly cannot believe they didn't make that toy. Like of all the Star Wars toys you could have made, how do you not make that little? Puffed up cutie from Rogue One, when, and this movie was a big hit, so they could have done. Maybe I, you know, maybe they did. 
Maybe there are. I'm sure there's cute like. You don't think I would know if somewhere. that thing was out there? I mean, somebody probably did it on Etsy. Have you? Matter. Have you? It does to me. So anyway, yeah. So the, uh, Orson Krennic uh, arrives on this planet. What's the planet called? Do you remember? No. Let's, Let's it, name it. They do a lot of planet introductions in this movie. Unnecessary, by yeah. The way. Which is something they never did in the original trilogy or the other any of the Star Wars movies. They started naming planets, which was a, a step. They also didn't have an opening crawl, which is a different step. And they also... Yeah, I like that they name planets, yeah. You, you like the little title cards coming up for each planet? I'm into it. I mean, like, look, you know, if that's a big part of Star Wars, everything gets a name. You have, you know, and it doesn't matter if it doesn't exist within the movie, it's later going to get a name. And then if you're, for example, if you are somebody that has like half organic and then like some other different body parts like you know robotic or android they'll name your different body parts too like yeah. they tag everything in these movies no they do a great job with that and this planet is rock solid they kill the dick out of the mom they capture mr krennic and then i mean no, uh, no. mr Galen. Urso, and then she hides in a sewer where a, a mm-hmm. forrest whitaker as saw guerrera can rescue and raise her and he's you know, we first, you yeah. know, first of all, we forgot to mention Hollywood legend Forrest Whitaker in this movie. That was one of the most exciting things before the movie came out was this wacky looking character played by Forrest Whitaker, who, of course, he's in Star Wars. You don't need makeup. He's all clean, balded and all that stuff. And he's like, oh, cool. We're going to get to see this badass train our heroine and see this, how cool he is and, and have a real nice mm-hmm. relationship. And that's we don't see him again for a long time. He um, is from the Clone Wars, right? They added him to all. Character- they added him to all that other shit. Yeah. No, I think that they didn't. He come out of the Clone Wars. I could be wrong. Uh, you're but probably the Clone right. Wars is before this movie. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, look, what you're skipping over is a very important part. The milk. When Orson Krennic and crew come to the planet and land, and and Galen freaks out. He's like, "They're coming. Let's, you know, Jin, who's the daughter, go hide." And our, you know, my wife, who is Lyra, I think, yep. go hide. I'm going to go confront these guys. Krennic and crew land far away like what's what seems like to be a little far away and then they walk across like a muddy pat patch i'm like i think they could have landed a little closer to the to the hut they really give it no, not, i think they wanted to tatooine sh- what do you mean the hut. they want they wanted to show they wanted to show the them walking across this field i think it's a it's a very pretty shot but when you watch it they could have landed closer they did and i think they would have it's one of the biggest things they could have done was land closer also, then, Ga- then Galen comes out. He's looking. He's looking like a samurai. Sure, that's the first time I think Star Wars did anything that referenced like a samurai. Finally, yeah, they finally got 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 a reference in. And his clothes are ratty and messy when he arrives, Mister Krennic. One of the things about the Imperial officers mm. is they are usually natally dressed. They are really tight. Everything's pressed mm. and looking good. He is a wrinkle maven. He is all wrinklyed out. Cutest crap. Yeah, he's had a long flight. I th- and then it doesn't help when he's crossing that that big field. Probably thinking to himself, we could have probably landed closer. But maybe um, but we see you, you mentioned it on the phone. He's got wind, he's getting winded out. He's getting winded out. Yeah, he's got he's very and he's very white. It's a bad look, and it's there's so much mud. Yeah. You know? But he's an asshole. You know, he his soldiers shoot the wife who tries to sh- and he gets shot by the wife, Krennic in the shoulder. But I like the advice that the Galen's like dispensing. He's always he's got this very clipped Mads has got the very clipped way of speaking, you know, he's like trust the force. You know, like he does like it's a very I don't know how to describe it, but I just like the way he talks in this. I guess it's just the way he always talks. But they give him everything he says is sentimental. Every line. Why do <laughs> like he says 
Madge should never be in a franchise where they kill him. They they can't. He doesn't ever get to be a badass either. Like you know, he looks when he when he he's shown as like a samurai looking guy, but he always is just basically talking about stardust the whole time. His daughter's nickname, and then all of a sudden he's on his back dying. You know, like he's dispensing weird advice. Yeah. Then he constructs a horrible weapon. Yeah, and then he dies. He did create a weakness in it, which is that's the long it's game. Nice that's the long game. Because yeah. you have to, a lot of things have to go right for you to get that stuff to fall into place. You know, you have to, first mm. of all, you have to be able to hide that from all the other engineers, right? You have to have that in there. Mm. Secondly, you have to create a file and put it someplace. And then you have to find somebody who's willing to betray the empire and go out there mm. and say it. Then you have to expect the daughter or so whoever to find it and get it to Saw Guerrero. And they have to hope that somebody is dumb enough to go on a mission to retrieve it. And then somehow has access to the rebel fleet. That's a lot of domino pieces that need to fall down. Plus, if he has that much access to put a flaw in the Death Star, which Luke then does take advantage of, obviously, in A New Hope, you think he could have got up to a couple more tricks, too. You know what I'm saying? How about when the first time they fired, it blows up? (laughs) Or they start the the engine and the whole thing just inverts. Yeah, but I guess he was getting a little... He wanted to get it. It just feels like if he had that much access, he could have put several flaws in it. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, he, this isn't a guy that does any great thinking. I mean, his daughter he has a hiding place on the planet that's a pretty great. I don't know why they don't they don't all hide in there. I don't understand why these stormtroopers don't have like a, have a life scanner. Oh, there's a living thing in there because there's a giant hole where you can see right in there where her little peepers are. Right, but it's it's disguised. It's great. It's like a little rock top has a rock top. The stormtroopers they're not they're no good. They don't, they don't know how to, they're just lazy they're, cannon fodder anyway. So yeah. So then fast forward after all this, you know, Galen gets, his wife gets killed and he hit the, the Krennic takes him aboard a ship and they, they zoom him back, start working on the death star. It's, it's much later. I don't know how many years later. Uh, she she says, I think it's, I think it's 15 or 17 or some shit. Yeah. She's eight. Like, I think she starts off as like an eight year old in this. But then she's waking up and like she's a prisoner. They don't really tell you why, but she's a prisoner. And so I thought maybe they introduced her as a criminal or something. They don't. That's the thing about this movie. They don't give her much background. No, you don't really know much about her. You know that she trained with Saw, and then that's about it. Like you know, she's Galen's daughter. But I like I said, told you on the phone. I think her performance is really pretty good in this, but her character isn't that great. I think they expect you to read a lot of the peripheral literature like i told another thing i told you is they introduced cassian andor who is um you know works for the rebellion and is a little bit of a you know he he kind of he kind of is a as a violent guy and does some questionable things in this movie i feel like they could have just combined those two characters just had her adapt a lot of his characteristics i think and that would have been a more interesting character i'll go ahead and pass that note along five years well now he's getting a series he's getting the series he's getting his little andor series it's right. coming out this year yeah i'm excited 12 episodes by the way and they're long are they yeah i love it and then today they or they in the news they said it will change some of the canon they're going to change some of oh, the, the fan the fans like that man that's that's the great thing to say to the fans they love to hear it i think the biggest my favorite part of this movie though is cassie and andor's accent robot partner oh, yeah. Way to go out! Way to really go out on a limb there. I know. I still. I just even loved him this more when I watched him this time. Okay, so how do we introduce to Cassian? He is uh, doing some spy shit in in this town, and uh, he he meets an informant and then kills that informant. 
Cause yeah, he, the guy's like, because he, limp yeah. Well, they get caught talking to stormtroopers that he shoots some stormtroopers, Cassian. And the guy is like, why'd you do that? I, I, I'm not going to be able to climb out of here because my leg's messed up. And Cassian's like, that's okay. I'll kill you instead. Love it. And I guess he kills them so the guy wouldn't talk and be captured. I love that he killed that guy. Well, it's a very, it's an odd choice, but yeah, it is an interesting choice. They're trying to make him a scoundrel, I think, like Han. A little bit. They're ma- But they're making him, as he says, someone that just does everything at all, whatever the cost for the rebellion. And so he knows that if this guy gets into the clutches of the bad guys, he's going to reveal the rebellion's plan. So he kills him. This guy's a devout rebel for sure. Yes. And then we meet Jin, who is sleeping with a tentacle friend. She is. Yeah. We meet Jin before him, right? I don't care. But that guy's got a, yeah, she, he's got a face full of whiskers. I love it. Did they make a sleeping cellmate action figure for this? <laughs> I hope. He's got to have a name. Uh, yeah, you know they have a name. I think that she wakes up on the ring of Kefreen, as the movie calls it. Yeah. Has, who's, has, who's, she in prison, who's, she is, who's she in prison by? I can't zoom in this hard. I don't care. Is it the Empire? Are there stormtroopers on board? Yeah, I think she's she, she's a captive of the Empire. But you don't know why. And then, yeah, you meet Cassian... He's great. You know, he's part of the Rebel Alliance, man. And he's hanging out with Mon Mothma, you know, that whole crew. Is that General Dodonna? All sorts of sweeties there. Mm-hmm. He's involved. They, he gets he gets to talk at the party. You know, there's a lot right. of people that aren't allowed to talk at the party, but he gets to talk a lot at the party. Right. And then Jen gets rescued by a group of rebels led by Cassian, I think. Because there is a defected Imperial pilot played by the lovable Riz Ahmed. Do you know his na- character's name? Yeah. Bodhi uh, something or other. Rook? Rook. Yeah. Yeah, good. You got it. I didn't write it down. I just know. This movie, okay, let's just stop here. This movie's full of great names. I will I will give it that. You got Bodhi Rook. You got Bayes Malbus. Yeah, it has, some, all, it has my, some of my least favorite names. What? I like all these names. Chirrut Mway. I hate so much. I don't hate it. Jin Urso, I really like. Cassian Andor, I like. K2SO. Uh, yeah, that's fine. But, you know, Baze Malbus is particularly good, I think. Krennic. Orson Krennic. He loses a little bit with Orson. But Krennic is a good name. It's a, it's a Cronenberg. That's a, it's a David Cronenberg name. Is that's it? Is that a, where That's a mid-80s where... David Cronenberg name. Think about it. Think about think about <clears throat> David Cronenberg in the uh, in the 80s and some of the names. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to about to prove myself hard. Hold on a second. Orson Krennic. He likes those hard consonants. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna blow your fucking peepers real quick. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go to the '80s where Cronenberg owned the world. Let's go to Videodrome. See if there's any anybody in there. What's his name in Nightbreed? Cronenberg. Uh, Becker. He means Decker. But no, he didn't come up with that name. So Scanners. I know. I'm okay, just trying. So Daryl Revok is Michael Ironside's character in Scanners. Tell me that yeah. Krennic Revok. It's perfect. The Fly. I mean, Stathis Boren is one of the greatest names of all time. Which one? Who is his name? It's a John gets Stathis Borens, right? Dead yeah. Ringers, other than the Mantle Brothers. There's another one that's got a great... Anders, a Cronenberg... Anders Wallach. Yeah, Cronenberg has Star Wars names in this film. He really does. He 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 uh, nails it. This is a huge... Nick, this is a huge zoom. This is like a really... This is a really credible zoom I, that you've landed thank on. Thank you. Yeah, he really does. They're all, he, he creates Star Wars characters in his name. What's the Cronenberg? Frank Cronenberg? Carveth. In the brood, <laughs> the brood. That's what I was gonna say. What's the movie we we did? The brood. There, there's got to be another one in there. Another good Star Wars name in the brood. In in rabbit, Roxanne Colloid. I mean, they're just jacked up names. He loves building weird. I mean, Max Ren in Videodrome, obviously. Barry Convex. <laughs> it's incredible, actually. Yeah, I mean, he just um, nails it all over the woods and comes up with the best names. 
Let me go to existence. I'm, I'm there. Okay, I'll there. skip that one because I was about to click on that. No worries. Ted Pickle, or Pickle, Pickle, P-I-K-U-L, which I feel it could be a first name in Star Wars. Oh, my God. Carrie Vinegar. <laughs> Allegra Geller. He he doesn't mess around, man. There's a guy in this called Yveng. Is it Yvengi? Yvengi Nourish. <laughs> in Cosmopolis, you got Ben O'Levin. Oh, that's a good name. These are Star Wars characters. Damn him. Hugo Carlaw. I mean, he can, has he not? Maybe he's a consultant. Maybe he helps. Sterl Caruth like in Maps to the Stars. Maybe like Lucas calls him up. He's like, I'm drawing a blank, Cronenberg. I got a three-armed wise old witch. Well, may I suggest Saul Tenser, who I'll be using in Crimes of the Future. And then in his <laughs> upcoming movie, The Shrouds, Vincent Cassell plays Karsh. I mean, just one name. One name. Yeah, he nailed, he nailed it. Yeah. Congratulations, listeners. You heard our first Zoom. Uh, so, yeah. So, but we, what's the best name in this whole movie? But the most Star Wars name in this whole movie? Okay, give me a second. Because you can't just throw that at me and not give me. The most Star Wars. I am hearing everything you're saying. Just give me one second, sports. We're probably not going to agree. Okay. No, we're going to agree. I mean, it's Bayes Malbus. Bayes is the best. Bayes is second best. The, the first, you want me to tell you the first? Sure. It's not. Borgullet. It's the best. That's a creep. So, that's, it's, that's a tentacle creep, yeah? Yeah, Tell. T- t- explain to the world, and everybody knows what who Borgullet is. A pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles in the 70s. Oh, no. Um, Borgullet is a fatty with tentacles that sh- saunters up and reads minds. Yeah, he uses his tentacles to apply pressure to your temples and then suck your, your thoughts out of you. And it could drive you mad as it's happening. And they do this to Riz Ahmed's character who is seeking out Saw Gerrera, right? And sneaking out and saying, I have a message from Galen Urso for you. And he delivers the message. He gives, he, he like gives himself over, but they don't trust him. And so you, they use Borg Gullet to kind of suss out to see if he's telling the truth. It makes me feel like right. Khan was a lot more efficient. Like he had a little worm he puts in your head, a little tiny yeah. cutie. You're right. This can't say my idea. This guy takes up all the space. You have to have, I mean, real estate being what it costs, Borg mm. Gullet. Gotta feed that asshole. I mean, that's that's a hearty commitment. He doesn't trust the Sagre. He doesn't. He doesn't like the Empire, but he doesn't trust the rebels. Right? He's kind of a, a lone entity. He's neurotic as um, shit at the in the second half here. And and he's also like half a man. Like he's been mostly destroyed and put back together with different pieces. He's got like a little oxygen tank that he's always breathing from. He's got no legs he's to speak of that are valuable. No legs. Yeah, and, and, he's, and he, obviously his his voice took a hit too. Something else took a hit as well. Mm-hmm. His hair. His hair did take a hit. Yeah, you're his right. His hair was he was beautiful and bald and delightful. And then when we he got a haircut from the Death Star. Yeah, he's <laughs> makes you wonder if his barber has like some missing parts too, because it's jacked under. Maybe his barber's a Jedi, you know, and he uses a <laughs> gives you the the lightsaber cut. That'd be great if extended universe. That, that's Yaddle. That's where Yaddle went. She became a yeah. cosmetician. That'd be amazing. Yeah, use the lights. Don't move an inch. Don't move. And if you do, that's okay because I got. I'm one with the force here, but I'm gonna, you know, yeah. give you a little. And then I'd be and, like, just use the clippers. And then saw like, like, come on. I didn't like it. Sweet <laughs> Maybe little he hairdresser, <laughs> you look like a fucking toad. And she's like, he does. He does have that voice. It's pretty good. And Yaddle's yeah. first English words are "saw don't tip, saw don't tip." <laughs> Furious. Well, 
Till they build the machine You know what I mean So the desktop plans They needed to be found But how could I focus on the mission With Sagarera's hair He was bald as a dream When he said Stardust free But before too long he looked like he's in bad brains He used more gullet to get answers But not about Sagarera's hair Well his hair went boom When Jenna went boom And his hair went to the sky Well his legacy was sealed But his body never healed Because no back to tanks can fix a million dusts Star Wars is filled with witty creepies Like Sagarera's hair Galen Ursa went boom, and Jen Ursa went boom, and Cassian also had to die. In the rubble they found tubes, dozens of breathing tubes, and before too long they found a bunch more tubes. Focused all on his breathing But not Sagarera's hair Will Sagarera's hair Shitty Sagarera's hair Whenever I saw... How do you say his last name? Guerrero. Guerrera, Guerrera. When he showed up, did you expect Jigsaw to be popping up behind him at any point? Yes. Do you think you, do you expect that he would he'd be there, his partner in crime? I was at As? I was at DragonCon uh, several years ago, and uh, mm-hmm. they had a, a little table for a, Why the Last Man, and I saw Guerrera there. It was pretty cool. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Who is? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Who's Jigsaw played by? I can't remember. Tobin Bell. Has Tobin Bell, by the way, Star, not a bad Star, Star Wars Great name. Star Wars name. Has he ever, has they ever been gifted with a role? Like, he'd be perfect for, like, the Mandalorian. He would be per- You're right. Oh, Tobin yeah. Bell. Throw Tobin Bell a bone. He'd be great. I think they should make him into the next sexy. His what? He should be the next sexy on there. You know, you had Tim Oliphant looking rock solid. Best hair I can imagine. Looking at that Anson Mount hair going on. Get Tobin all greased out. Make him look all sweet. Make him the sex. Yeah, make him look sweet. He, get, get, like, oh, get his ass in the volume. Make him look good. Like they, like Tobin, wasn't it quite an experience? They they really you know made you look good for this. How long? 
How long did it take? I was in the in the chair, the makeup chair, for ten hours every morning. You like Tobin Bell? Uh, Tobin Bell would be that'd be a fantastic C on on the Mandalorian yeah. or Andor. I'd I'd take I'd take Andor Obi Wan. Can you imagine hopping on a Zoom call with Tobin Bell in the morning and mm-hmm. it, and he's blacked out? He doesn't have the camera on, and you're like Tobin, you're something's wrong with your camera. He goes, Nah, I don't have a face on yet. Makeup girl's not here. Oh yet. God! Can you imagine like he the he's all cranky during the zoom call and you're like talking about the part and you're like, what's wrong? Why is he? It's like, I got the script. He's like, yeah, I mean, the part's pretty substantial, man. And he's like, I don't get, you know, my contract contract, it says I got to at least have one trap. I pull off in every movie. You got to do at least one. It's like, I don't get to eat anybody out in this. So, but I thought it was great that he was going to be the Dracar Noir face model for that for the longest time. <laughs> do you think Tobin Bell ever did any modeling when he was young? Yeah. Could be. I mean, his skin is pretty modeled. Well, so, <laughs> got to start modeling swimsuits who knows i'd like to know about his past i can't i can't know i can't go to wikipedia i wonder how he got to start he's at the gym constantly constantly i know he's i know he's got a winery You're like what are you what are you working today same thing i worked yesterday my traps <laughs> he's got a winery you that's remember? right <laughs> what's it called i think it's called i don't know tobinville vineyards i don't know but it, i know cabernet sauvignon is his blend that he had <laughs> the best one? The best wine you ever saw. Yeah. Isn't that yeah, wasn't the catchphrase? My name ain't Tobin Bell. I think is. Did you do that joke for just for like Facebook or yes. something, or was it I like just, on the I site? I just did it to make three people laugh. Yeah. You know? So um, here's something I love about Saw Guerrera. His cronies are amazing. He has got the yes, weirdest eclectic group of cronies around him that don't get enough play. I, I would almost wish to see a movie about them. You think about. The peripheral characters in in um, Solo. There's the there's what's what's our favorite person's name in, Sol- in Solo? Solo, yeah, the character that you love the name of, always. I can't remember. Are we talking the girl about? who's in the armor, who's the uh, villain, but, but not really the villain. Kira? No, no, no. The the cool name that you love, the name you always name drop. I can't remember what you're talking about. Solo. You're gonna be very upset when you realize what I'm talking about. The girl with the long red hair who's under the costume. Who they think is... Oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, okay. She's not the villain. But That's she, they paint her out. as the villain, and it turns out she's not. Net, net, um, emphasis. Emphasis. <laughs> yeah. No, you're saying she's the villain. She's the hero, bro. But they, they, you think she's the villain for a lot of the movie. You do. Anyway. She got the best She got the best song, too. I love her song. What's her, what's her song? It's got a... It's crazy. It's got like... It's like a... You know, these, these kind of... These... these 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 chorus like a chorus of, like a voices and stuff when she comes on it's like really stands out. I think I think her head I like Emphasis Nest, man. I like that movie. Uh, that name is great. Yeah, we'll we'll have to do it soon because we're doing all of them. I I don't remember the names of all the shitheads that are um, Saw Gerrera's guys, but they are. And there's that giant Bigfoot looking sweetie that is called um, what's that Bigfoot sweetie's name? We got I don't got know any. Watif QB, who's that little midget cutie. Oh, he is very cute. Yeah, I love that. You've got Moroff, who's the giant Yeti with a giant gun. Is he like a? Is he a little Ugnot? That guy looks like an Ugnot. Not an Ugnot, and that's very insulting. Adorable baby. So anyway, like just real quick before, can I just get yeah, yeah, I'm just Ben Thick. Okay, go ahead. Ben Thick, the guy with the bald with glowing eyes, who's sort of the scary that is parading people around. Yeah, that guy's what's his name? Ben Thick, just like the name of the uh, ship in the abyss. Oh, by the way. Ulan Musters is the sleeping cellmate, just, just so you know. Ulan Musters? <laughs> yep. Oh, my God, I'm wrong. There's the best name in this movie. Ulan Musters. <laughs> oh, my God, that's incredible. There he is, sleeping out. <laughs> <laughs> 
he does get like yeah he get he sleeps out then later i think he has to be rescued when jen's getting rescued does he get rescued oh no he doesn't he's I, in there he's, he's sitting up behind. he's in the they leave behind they leave everybody but jen behind i think anyway so they they basically the can i can i zoom rebel in real lines. quick yeah he wins who Ulan musters oh uh, yeah he, he does he doesn't get a go he doesn't get destroyed <laughs> on the planet He's still out there. Yeah. yeah. So they the rebels are like, hey, we've rescued you because your dad sent a message through an emissary and this guy has been captured by Saw Guerrero. Like 15 Carrera. minutes into the movie by now. I'm so sorry. And and uh, you need to go and talk to Saw. We know you know him. Yeah, it's kind of like that. And so just like, okay. And um, that's why that's where this whole part takes place. But we get to meet the other characters in this moon city. We get to meet. Ba- ba- Bay's Malbus and in Jeddah. Isn't it a moon though? Is Jeddah a moon? Jedha? Fucking cares. It's a dumb name. Yeah, it's an Imperial occupied moon. I have a Because they're taking down. the Kyber crystals out of the town. Which is what yep. they're so using lightsabers and Death Stars, apparently. And so anyway, let's just cut to the chase. You know, there's a you know, Jen's like, Saw you left me, and Saw's like, I was gonna had to leave you because they knew you were Galen's kid and they were either gonna kill you or sell you. And they kind of make up, but then the Death Star gets aimed at this moon as a test, and um, it's this the planet starts to kind of come apart in this one area, and the the good guys skedaddle out of Barely, there. Yeah, of course, Saw doesn't leave. He's like, you know what? I'm good. I'm gonna stay behind. That's a weird. I I hate that kind <clears throat> of stuff in movies. He probably has a ship. Why? Real close. That's why. Yeah. So. He doesn't. I think he's done. I think he's just kind of at the end of his rope because it's it's tough for him, to, and he just wants to go out. He's 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 fine with this. He's fine to go out this way. Meanwhile, the rest of his crew is like, "This sucks." You know, I think his whole crew gets killed. Even that little cutie. Uh uh-uh. uh Even even Borgullet. Did Borgullet get out of there? Borgullet. You see, there's they cut away, and he's on a speeder bike riding away. Some of those guys <laughs> make it, right? Or do they all get shit on? I don't know. Some of the well, okay, they suck. There's a cam- that's what's weird is they really blow up that whole city and there's a cameo by um Panda Baba and the what the other Dr. guy Evison. and but they they there's a cameo and they must have hightailed it out of there and got to Tatooine yeah there's uh some story there but they 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 fucked up they made him look too bloated it doesn't look they don't look like they do in New Hope you're mad about Damn. it how hard is it to make yeah. somebody looks like that I mean there's a guy up the street mm-hmm. who looks like that. And then we kind of realize, um, so Krennic, obviously this has been his baby. Grandma Tarkin, uh, an ill-advised CGI creation, is in this movie, who um, starts to take credit for the Death Star since it's badass. We find mm-hmm. out that Krennic is, oh, this is probably my favorite thing, one of my favorite things about this movie is that our lead villain is sort of middle management in this. Yeah, he is. He's a, he's a, he's trying. He's frustrated. He's frustrated, he's a little bit egocentric, and he's also paranoid about his job and i guess he realized he works for a shitty company and he is just caught in the middle of storms way much bigger than him with vader out there with palps with tarkin you know you have general veers is probably located nearby you got all sorts of sweethearts yeah so instead of recasting tarkin and just saying krennic going hey admiral tarkin and then the audience would be like, okay, that's supposed to be Tarkin. We're fine from here on out. They decided to to digitally recreate this guy, you know, Peter Cushing. It's not great. I mean, it looks it looks good until he like talks and stuff. It looks pretty good, but it's just very cartoony. I don't like it. And then do you think his estate was like, we can't 
sign off on this until you recreate his weird bald, bald spot perfectly. I just think, I mean, the, the pre-production for this movie was years. Mm-hmm. So just hire a guy that looks sort of like Peter Cushing and don't feed him for right, a long exactly. time. And, and he'll, and you don't have no CGI they, needed. This movie ends with Leia with a recreated Carrie Fisher that's even worse than this. Like, and the funny thing is, they have a shot. And does, and does less. They have a shot of does her much from the less. back where she's, it, it, they could have just left that and had her dialogue yep. happen and everybody would have still been giddy with, with love about it. Everything would have been fine. All they had to do is have the door open. That's it. And just show her and that's it. I mean, you connect the two movies. You know, they didn't have to. And then, yeah, it's just, and you know, they could have done the same thing as you point out with Tarkin. It just kind of film him in darkness or yeah. something kind of with his back to the camera. I mean, what they could have done was just pump in some Leia smells into the theater. Yeah. I think and um, we talked about this earlier. Like those are egregious, but they're no less egregious than Darth Vader or 3PO and R2 in this. They're just obvi- more obvious. But I think the other, the other fans, I think it's I think it, more painful to me. I think the Vader stuff, the first time he's introduced in his castle, I, I don't mind that. And I, I like the connection. I think they do an okay job with that until he busts a pun. That doesn't seem like Darth Vader. At the end, the the scene that's very memorable from this, that, that everybody kind of, a lot of people like when he's going, you know, Jason Voorhees um, on all the little, like the rebellion crew and just killing everybody. I, I really hate that scene. Tantive 4? I think it sucks. I think it sucks. Yeah, is that what the ship's yeah. called? Well, here's one yeah. one saving grace. Like, I hate the pun as well, and I hate the little hand gesture. He's got his little his cute little OK symbol with his force powers. Yeah, yeah. The only saving grace that I, when I see Darth Vader, is knowing now that Hayden Christensen's the character in there, that it's that douchebag. I don't feel as yeah. as disappointed because he sucked for nine hours leading mm-hmm. up to Rogue One. And it's got a lot of love lately, though. Everybody's very excited about him coming back. I am too, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he's a much better actor. I'm sure he's had to live with two decades of ridicule. I'm sure they're going to save it. I think think they're going to do a lot to salvage a lot of that shit. I hope so. I hope it's not bad. How could it be bad? I mean, it could be bad. I hope it's not. Um, I, you know, we watched that, that, you know, the third movie. Revenge of the Sith. What's it called? Revenge of the Sith. And I like a lot of that movie. You know, I mean, it's a, it's got ambition to it, you know, and I do appreciate some of that. It's not a great movie, but I do like some of it. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see it carry through over to this new thing. That movie's kind of like being unfriended by the earth. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, basically what's the, the new order they got? They, you know, Jin sees this message from her dad. That's very corny. And it's like stardust, you know, whatever. I, you know, I put a fatal flaw in the Death Star. Also, I miss you. You know, he's kind of giving a love letter to his daughter at the same time telling her that he sabotaged the Death Star. There's a flaw. And you have to get I hid the I hid my plans on this planet. You got to go fetch it. And she's like, all right, it's a little bit like a point and click adventure at this point. But, but I guess the so. funny thing is the rebellion at this point is is kind of shady in how they get things done. This is mm-hmm. pre Leia, Luke and Han and all that. So the people in charge, including our dude from the wolf movie that we saw, the cursed uh, is mm-hmm. playing a. It looks so perfect for Star Wars. He's playing. They're all like, you know what? Why don't you just kill Galen? Why don't you just kill him? We don't. Right. So Cassian actually gets this info and he has to. So his plan is to kill that suck. And they're, so they're going to go to this. this. Right. So when she gets the message from him, the message <clears throat> that it, 
is it saying where he is? It's saying to come get him. Like, okay, why do they go to get him? It does say that. Well, they're right? gonna come get they're him. Going, they're, the auspice is that they're gonna go save him, but really they're gonna kill him. Yeah, I know that Andor is supposed to kill him, but why are they going there in the first to place? rescue him? Like to rescue him? It doesn't work out. But are they going there too, just because <clears throat> Jin wants to rescue him? Is that why? That's what it must be. And then I can't, I can't zoom in this hard. No, I don't think. Because it, a Jin saying fly to this planet, they're told they've got to go there in secret installation where the Imperials are doing shit. They got to go in there and sab. How does she get the news that they need to get the, the the plans from the planet? I just watched this movie. I don't remember that any of this little stuff. No, the, she, the plans on Scarif. That's where she she mm-hmm. tells her in the in the voicemail. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, that's why I'm like, why don't they just go from the voicemail to Scarif? But does she want to go rescue her daddy? Is that what's going on here? I think there's a reason. Like they're they're afraid that he would be compromised because the empire knows about this pilot that's defected, and that there's yeah, people that the are cargo pilot. And then this whole all the shenanigans that just happened on Jeddah. They're like, we need mm-hmm. to get to Galen because he obviously he has some information on what you know. They know that there might be something foul afoot, so they he, they know that the mm-hmm. empire is going to go get that info out of him. So they have to beat the empire to him. That's the that's now. People the, might be annoyed at me, you know, listening to this. Like, how could he not know the plot? Like, what's going on with this guy? In my defense, I'm old. You know, what I'm saying I like the pretty colors. I like the stuff that blows up. But when well, they start you, to explain what's going on, I get a little all lost. All the principal characters in this movie. Then, look, I like Bays. I like Bays Malbus. It's the Bays show. I like him what more than his partner a lot. You don't like Chirrut, huh? I do like Chirrut as well. Chirrut. I hate him. Why? I hate Donnie Yen. I, yeah, he's 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 had a legendary career. Good for him. That character. They're trying to pay Jet. They're pa- trying to pay Jet Li for this film, and he wanted like ten million dollars. Donnie Yen did it for they, salad. Donnie Yen did it for four. Well, that's a super zoom. Good work. I read it in the trivia, but that's a lot of cash. That's a lot of cash. He's not in the. Yeah. I mean, there's no way they paid like Felicity Jones that much money, or well, even cash. Donnie Yen actually Cassie, has a fan base. That's substantial. I know he does. Yeah. Can you imagine Jet Li in this? No. You know, it was, uh, they said it was Donnie Yen's idea to make Chirrut blind as well. Then, I, then fuck Kathleen Kennedy for listening to him. That was worse and than said, Fire and Trank. There was, there was a scene in it where he's he eats some carrots and his eyesight comes back for five minutes. Carrot Emway. Yeah, he, um, <laughs> I just, I hate his, I, and, and nothing don't. against Donnie Yen. I don't like the zeal, his, his, his mantras and stuff like that. I love and, it. I and love some it. Of this I disagree dialogue with you. is inaudible the way he talks in it, or the way that they mixed it. Once you get a better sound system, and bitch. I, <laughs> and I cannot stand the uh, guy with a stick kicking everybody's ass. It's so, it's it looks cool. It's super samurai. It's, but it yeah, has no practicality samurai. in this setting. It's, it's. Give me a break. Give me a break, man. He's awesome. And I love this little, I am one with the force. The force is one with me, or whatever he says. I love this little mantra. And then it makes me emotional at the end. I love it. You're grumpy there's no cereal in this movie. No, I know there isn't. I was looking for a bite. It would have been awesome. What if they made like Stormtrooper-shaped pancakes at the beginning? Gosh, that'd be so good. What if Jen was like a a Stormtrooper super fan, you know? And she just liked Stormtrooper everything. She had the doll. She had the posters. She's also a a little dumb. Instead of Mrs. Butterworth, it's like there's your bottle shaped like a stormtrooper. Right. Why do you like stormtroopers so much? And she says, antioxidants, mm-hmm. bitch. <laughs> Loaded with antioxidants. They go to this planet to kick the ass of the Empire. And there's a storm. They crash. Of course, they crash their ship. You know, K2SO has got a lot of cute dialogue there where he's left alone on the on the ship while everybody else is going out and sneaking around. 
Jin Urso, I guess they're on this planet for a long time because she goes basically climbs down the Grand Canyon and climbs up the longest ladder in history of ladders. Mm-hmm. All this while, while while Cassie and Andrew are staring through a sniper scope, waiting to shoot Galen. Well, she's supposed to hang back in K2SO, who doesn't like her, then says to her that Cassian had his, um, I think, did he say it? Someone tells her that Cassian had his gun in the sniper formation K2SO, or sniper configuration. That, which is yeah. weird. Anyway, she, yeah, she climbs all over the world to, to get up to her dad, who who is in trouble, because guess who landed there? Did you say this? No, I lands. I just, yeah, he starts interrogating. I don't understand. I don't like how K2SO knows that the gun's in the sniper formation just because there's a quick and cutaway to Tom Berenger. <laughs> you don't like that. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Jen has a kyber crystal around her neck, huh? Yeah. Like her necklace. And that's why they don't do anything with that, they right? They start to have a little bit of, uh, there's like a little bit of a romantic kind of wink with her and Cassin. And he goes, You want a kyber? Neck. That for old people, by neck. the way. Is that a what? And yet, remember? Don't you remember the old what? thing with on online? You want a cyber? <laughs> <laughs> that was like the sex, the sex ask. They do have a little bit of a romantic thing towards the end of this movie when they're about to die, which is sweet. Um, they don't get too consummated. They don't get to even kiss. They got to do a little hug. But they do become one. They do. <laughs> I think they become a million. Don't work out. Okay, so here's well. another thing I don't like about Chariot. Okay. He blows up a TIE fighter with one shot out of his little staff. First of all, they just spent, like I said, nine hours making the Jedi look like a bunch of assholes. Then they got this right. guy who's a Jedi fanboy who's kicking everyone's ass. Yeah, he's like from the Wills or something. Is that like some the Guardians of the Wills? He's ex Guardians of the Wills or That'd something. That'd be like a Star Wars celebration. They're giving out the best, you know, giving awards out, and they push Gareth Edwards mm-hmm. away and give it to Sandy Calora. I like how you didn't like a cool thing. I, that's cool. Like, I, it's, it's like it's it's a look at me cool thing. It's not a functional cool. It's fine. Thing. It's fine. It's this. It's like it's the walking out of an explosion with the doves flying kind of dumb. You got to have them like these guys are going to get absolutely destroyed <laughs> at the end of the movie. They need to have a couple cool moments before they. There is that. That is the daisy, silver lining daisies. is that they are going to get eviscerated by life, which is nice. They are. So they have to give Chariot a few cool moments in this because his last moment sucks like he just pulls a he just pulls a lever and then gets shot to hell i i like the i like him and Baze together i do like their rapport or blown up or whatever huh? i like him and Baze together yeah. their rapport's cute yeah Baze is pretty cranky and that's his whole thing is he doesn't he's in he's in a believer in the force so he's just he's just a cranky dude but also why don't they why did they have his gun in all the in the original trilogy because they would have solved a lot of shit quicker yeah, he's got a cannon on him, doesn't he? He very rarely misses. He blows Earth away. Like he is a lethal with that shit. Yeah, that's a cool character. I wasn't familiar with that actor. Do you do you recognize him from anything? No, I, I don't want to. Jiang Wen. I don't I, know him. I have to look him up because I I thought he was I don't great want to in recognize this. Him. I'd like to be his friend. It'd be cool if I just text him. He seems like he's personable. I was gonna reach out to him. I was like, can we can we be buds? How's your COVID? You know, was it okay? He's still around. Well, you know, he's available for sure, but. Yeah, so Krennic does indeed kill all of the, the engineers that Galen was working with, just to prove a point. And then he's about to murder the dick out of Galen. And and the Cassian has a, a little moment of crisis of conscience that he actually puts down his weapon. And yeah, he can't go through with it. Yeah. He, I think he's thinking, well, 
He's fine. He's not going to get hurt by this guy that just killed everyone. Nothing to fear. He just didn't want to be the guy yeah. pulling the trigger. He knew he was going to die. I think he's kind of a it's kind of a hollow hollow gesture by Mr. Uh, Cassidy. No, no, he he can't go through with it. He he disobeys orders. He even tells when Jen figures out that he was sent there to kill him. He's like, I didn't go through with it. Do you know how hard it is for me? It's all about she, me. Like and he's then she's like, like, did you try to save him? I did him? a good thing. No. Yeah, he's su- he's still super dead. <laughs> she's like, he's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's not on me. I didn't do it. Yeah. My buddies did. I could have saved him. I could have saved him a little bit. Donnie Yen, don't worry. Donnie Yen cleared the path so then the the you know the X-Wings or whatever could take him out, <laughs> could drop some huge bombs. You know, I do. Here's something else that I don't think, I think Force Awakens may have done it first, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of shots of spaceships in, in in the atmosphere in this, which I love. Seeing Star Destroyers hovering above cities, seeing X-Wings yeah, good. bombing runs on, on the ground level and stuff. There's a lot of cool things that you don't normally see in Star Wars movies, which is really cool. And they also do a nice job of leading into familiar things. There's like a, an earlier model of the AT-AT or the ATAT. There's earlier models yeah. and there's different Stormtrooper models. So I, I think one of the things this movie does in spades is fleshes out the universe. I mean, this whole movie exists because of a plot thing that irritated people. And I know John yeah. Nolte, ILM guy, this was sort of his little pitch that, you know, the movie came from his mind. It's like, what if we did a movie about the guys who stole the plans and it kind of tie this together a little bit, whatever. But they do a lot of cleanup on the edges of the uh, universe, which is kind of nice with, with some of them. They also do something in this movie that's a, a big staple of Star Wars films that I always have loved. Jarrett Emway? The actors get to climb across the set a lot. They're always climbing. I love it. Jen Erso climbing up the platform. Uh, you got at the end, you got uh, old Cassian and Jen. They're climbing over that data I tower. That. I hate that scene. I love that they're climbing. They, when in doubt, start climbing up the up the, up the cool looking walls and the technology. And then at the end, they're climbing to heaven. All of them. They do. They, every single one. Don't hate it. So yeah, the big Galen dies. Then they they go back and they convince. You know, Jin gives this speech. He's like, "We gotta get the plans because the Death Star is a flaw in it. My my dad created it, but he put this flaw in it." And then they take a vote, and the rebellion's like, "Hell no, we're not doing that. That's insane. Fuck it. Let's go hide." And um, so then they rebel against the rebellion and they take a little ragtag crew down to this planet to get to fetch the data. And Including I think, my favorite character in the movie. Who? Melshi. <laughs> Who's Mel? Duncan Powell. He's this white guy that they give dialogue to and try to make into a character a little bit. And they got an actor who he looks like the mechanic who just got fired from AutoZone. They did nothing with him. He's just like badly shaved and he's got scrappy skater hair. <laughs> and he sucks. And he looks like it looks like somebody who's watching the movie in the most boondock theater. Doesn't suck because there's no way he sucks because his name is Melshi. And his real name is Duncan Powell. Seriously, he looks like a guy you'd see buying chloroform. Hmm. Somebody who'd be like the prison yard fuck pup. <laughs> so they go. They go down. They they disguise themselves as an Imperial ship named Rogue One. What's their call sign? And then they get to this. What is this place? Scarif? Is it a planet? It's a planet, it's right? It's a planet with a cute. Surrounded by a force field. They get in through a little gate and um, they land and they start to, they start to, they're like, okay, let's get up to some shenanigans. Can here. I zoom in? Disguise ourselves as the bad guys. Yeah. They should have stole the plans to that force field. <laughs> put that bitch around Alderaan. <laughs> and they, what's, <laughs> what's the perfect cure for the I, Death Star? Just put a force field around everything. Should have stole those plans. That's not a bad idea. The thing is, I don't know. Can that maybe the Death Star can pierce that force field? Because we don't know. Because the Death Star at the end, the, the, that that force field is down. 
due to some uh, ships crashing well, they into, a the, into the gate. Of course, they use a Corvette to smash two Star Destroyers together. A hammer, a ham, that's a pretty cool scene. A Hammerhead Corvette smashes two Star Destroyers together, which is amazing. That's like me playing like, with my that's, toys. That's, that's just going back yeah, to the old roots. By the way, what do you think of the like the pea green stormtroopers down on on the beach area, like on this planet? I'm a sensational fan of them. Yeah, I love them. They got a little. I don't know. Is it is it? Would you call it a yellowish green, like a pea green stormtrooper? I call it beige. What color stormtrooper have we not seen at this point? Pink. I think you might be right. Is there an orange trooper? Oh, I wish. I don't think so either. God, I wish there were purple. Nope. Pretty much all the other colors represented, yep. right? Have they done a white one? Yeah, they did. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, you want to talk because they introduced mm-hmm. these badass elite stormtroopers in it. And they are pretty badass in it, but they should have been the pink ones. Wouldn't it be the ultimate fuck you? Like to have this these hot pink stormtroopers show up and just wreck you? Yeah, it'd be good. Hamill does have. I think Mark Hamill has a voice cameo in this, saying the like he's like over the loudspeakers, you know, like may the force be with you, that kind of thing. I think they it's also him. reused footage from the original movie. Which is cool. Yeah. They because they had a, they found different takes of like the gold leader and blue leader or something from the original that they didn't use, so they use them. And they, it's pretty seamless. Well, I think talk about the scene where they had the original Jabba just show up, a hand, and then uh, Chirrut steps on his yeah. tail. That ain't my tail. Oh my God, <laughs> that's what would fancy. Let me them. see here. So there's a lot of weird stuff happening here, which is you know the part of our crew splits off and they're disguised as bad guys they try to find a little they find a fight they try to find the plans and then other rebels are on the beach area you know trying to provide cover and set up you know set up bombs as a distraction it's kind of convoluted all the stuff that's happening but it, i think it's also kind of satisfying you know it's not, sa- everybody, you know starts, not satisfying? everybody starts taking the yeah. loss yeah the master switch what? i know that I is know. the most mcguffin shit it's fine it's dumb as food <laughs> <laughs> Got to get the master switch um, turned on. Oh, my God. Anyway, they go to Scarif. They break through. They get Sweetie. And uh, Riz Ahmed is left to just be the sweetheart on the plane. K2SO, and, mm-hmm. and they, they beat up some uh, people, wear their clothes, which I love. And they're, they're on the – I love when they're dressed as Imperials. Another Star Wars staple. Another Star 100%. Wars staple. Yeah. And a John Wayne Gacy staple. And, but I love um, K2SO. Whenever he's interacting with Imperials, is always cool. Yeah, he's, he's a decommissioned. He's, get, he's a de- reprogrammed murder droid. And yeah, he's shooting them. And yeah, he he's the first to go. He's the first of the crew to die. Sadly, he gets shot. He 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 kind of saves them. He cuts off the pathway so that the, the stormtroopers can't get through this thing. But then they shoot them all up, and he di- he dies. And my son was watching with with me, and he liked K two S O a lot. He didn't like that he died. And I go, well. <laughs> And my son's like, are they going to make, he kept asking me, is like, are they going to make it? And I was like, no, they're not going to make it. And then he said, dad, will you live forever? You're like, no, I'm going to die at some point and it's going to be rotten. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have to, they have to find a cartridge that contains these, uh, the secret flaw that Galen and he's, you know, they find it cause he labeled it stardust. Which is her nickname. His, his backup title um, was Death Star Flaw. And uh, then she has to take that and upload it. They have to get it through the gate. Is cutting off the, so they have to take the gate. It doesn't matter. What <laughs> what what what's what's interesting here is that Jin does manage to upload that data the last minute. And they were going to call it data upload this movie originally, but anyway, she gets it out of there. She does it. Krennic tries to stop her, and 
he gets shot by Cassian, who is you think might be dead at this point, but he, he comes back much like a, a pro wrestler back from the clutches of defeat. Cassian shows up in the nick of time and saves our heroine, who then uploads the data, Nick, and gets it to the rebellion just in time for the Death Star that has arrived to destroy this part of the planet. Yeah. Go you know ahead. what I do love is Krennic actually, there's a bunch of scenes where he's in the control room and, and nobody's doing anything mm. and he has to force them into action. His instincts yeah. are actually right most of the time. He's actually not a bad leader. When shit happens, mm-hmm. he's like, what do you, you know, I like seeing him tell them to do shit because they're not doing it on their yeah. own. It, the Imperial people suck. Things start blowing up and he's like, oh shit. That can't be good. Go find out why things are blowing up. And then I love that the end, so the Death Star, you know, at this point we have seen K2SO take a loss. We've seen Chariot and Bazed go out in the blaze Mel of glory. She, in a baze of Mel glory. Melshi's out. For sure. takes, I, does he even get a Odie, death yeah, scene? Yeah, he gets a death scene. He's like he's 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 shooting and helping them within this like this fortress, and then they cut mm-hmm. to his body. He he succumbed to his injuries, and then and the then, movie um, stops, and they play Melshi's theme. <laughs> and then yeah, Bo, Bodhi Bodhi Rook is he's triumphant because he kind of he connects. Uh, he gets this thing to work, the gate to come down, and then someone throws a grenade right beside him, and he kind of looks at it and he's like, "Is that what I think it is?" And the grenade grenade says, yep, it is. It's me. <laughs> and everybody dies. And so then Cassian, Jen, they've their mission complete. They take an elevator down to then clutch themselves, you know, give themselves a big hug they on do, the beach. They do a deep the, impact um, goodbye. Yeah, which is it's sweet. I like it. I love the fact I don't that, like that they fucking haul ass around the universe. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's. I know, it's pretty great. We're, we're yeah. a million seconds away. Let's just zoom over there and blow up a planet. My favorite thing is there's a General Radis who's like Admiral Akbar, right? He's, he's up there. And there's he's also in, a different colored Von Calamari in that team. Yeah, and he's up there and he's and he sees the, the plants start coming apart. They have the plans and he says something like, Godspeed, Rogue One. Force be with you. We out. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, bye. And they zoom, they zoom out of there. Yeah. yeah, it's too late for the old Rogue One. But, but you know, they originally were going to save Cassian and Jen. They were originally scripted to live. And I think Gareth Edwards was like, no, 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 no. They should perish. He's like, I was also um, originally planning to finish working on this movie. And then uh, and then they were like, well, don't worry, guys. We'll do a prequel series. And Felicity Jones like, great. And it'll be called Andor. Oh. I like the fact that they also name one of the ships the Raddus in either Last Jedi or something. Do they? A ship named after General Raddus is also a good, not a bad name. They they they, they mention Captain Antilles Wedge, and of course we got Leia's pops or her adoptive pops in there. And there's this awful, there's this awful three PO and R two D two D two cameo that sucks. You don't I like really it, hate huh? it. I don't mind it. I like to see their beeps and boops show up in this. If they don't have fine. any dialogue, but they've ruined three PS so bad, they should just have their ass watching people fly away. It's fine. The thing, the, the best thing they did was maintain that really analog transistor technology that they use. There's a lot of scenes where there's stuff just lying around that's all old, like the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. No, no, uh, no infamous wipes in this though. They got rid of the wipes as uh, well. They wipe out the entire team. <laughs> What do they call that? Not wipes, but is that, you know, transitions? Yeah, the wipe, wipes. The, the waste. Flushable wipes or killed it? But Gareth Edwards delivers the best visuals in the saga. This is, between him and this and The Last Jedi kind of go neck and neck as far as best visuals in the series. I agree. Yeah, this this one, this His is good. His use of light 
and shadow in this is insane. That scene where the uh, Star Destroyer is sort of emerging from the shadow of the Death Star and the scene where the Death Star emerges yeah. in, the, in the horizon and that scene where Chirrut gets killed, all beautiful images. <laughs> Melshi, is anything with him. I mean, what a... what He is no shit. Melshi, huh? Most likely to wear airwalk shoes in the Star Wars universe, for sure. He, no way he does not have tats. Like you look at this actor, and he looks like he walked out of he walked out of the mall and straight onto set. Now he's a good looking guy on his IMDb profile page. He's a normal looking guy, but as Melshi, suck face. He's a suck fest to look at. Melshi's his last name. What's his first name? Ruscott. Of course. Ruscott Melshi. R U E S C O T T. Ruscott. That makes me like him even more. Um, so let me. Melshi has become to me not unlike our character in Attack of the Clones, who's the uh, wedding ceremony guy. Remember, we had that guy we fell in love with. The guy. Oh my god! Oh my god, what? man! Star Wars Andor set video reveals return of another you, dead Rogue One character. Don't you fucking dare! <laughs> <Fucking> Melshi, <laughs> he's back. They got pal. <laughs> Melshi returns in Star Wars Andor. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This thing just rocketed up my entire chart. Melshi's, are you kidding? Don't please don't be lying. A picture of pal as well as series star Diego Luna was taken at the Cleveland set and can be seen below. Melshi's back, brother. Oh my God! Roos got in this. You want to talk? I mean, there's a lot of sad stuff that happens in our Earth. Mm-hmm. But nothing sad in the fact that I'm looking least. at a fan-made Melshi figure. Somebody, <laughs> somebody <clears throat> took the time away from their loved ones and built this thing. That's an mo to me, man. That's an mo to me. Must own. Where can I get one? A murder object. <laughs> God, he is coming. Melshi is back. I mean, you just made my night. You made my night. That's what Kathleen Kennedy was saying when they wouldn't cast any of the classic characters. Don't that was a coded message to Melshi fans. Don't worry, we'll never replace. I can't believe they brought anyway. him back. They brought the best back. So I it's a it's fine. It's a it's a solid movie. I just I got a little numb at the end, like all the they're trying to do the cross cutting between all the different action like they did in Return of the Jedi, and it didn't work as much for me. I love this movie a lot when it came out, and I and I always fought for it. And now I kind of feel like maybe it's one of the weaker ones. Yeah, I definitely think it's got its strengths for sure it's just you know i like i said i think that they do a good job of covering up the problems in it but it, it is a little paper thin but there's some great stuff in it so i i know i i enjoy it. it's just not one of my favorites and i know that everybody a lot like we talked about at the beginning a lot of people think this is the best one Did the same people that think mask of the phantasm is the best batman movie you can't take their words too seriously but yeah. what i will say is I wish they did one of these every two years. I, I think that these movies, they don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be like the original trilogy, but they got to keep making them because there's always something interesting that comes out of it. There's there's a certain freedom with Star Wars to create these creatures and characters and ships. Yeah. Th- that's enough. And every once in a while, magic will happen, I, but they'll still make money and they're still all fun. these. All the movies minus Solo, which they feel like they sabotage Solo, but all the movies made billion they made over a billion dollars you know most of them made you know a billion and a half like they they're huge huge money makers like and 
they decided to retreat. They thought, you know, they, they weren't. They stopped doing it, right? You know, they just they should stop second guessing themselves so much. Tell interesting shit. Yeah, empower <laughs> interesting filmmakers because it works. Even if people complain about, it's still they're still it's still huge. You know, don't listen to the fans. They're they're the worst. They're not the architects. They shouldn't be. And you know, like Star Wars is good at, about always kind of papering over its flaws. But I don't know how you do. I don't know how you do that with Rise of the Skywalker. I feel like you. I feel like they just made too many bad decisions in that movie to paper over them. Like I'll, they'll bring Ray back at some point. And they'll you know, but and she's great. I like Ray. It's just you know they'll have to ignore all the shit that they gave her. It's still you know the thing is there's these the these are space stuff. operas and they are if you look in they're, they're categorized as action adventure films, not sci-fi. I think we just there's too much unnecessary weight. Make some fucked up movies. I don't care. I don't care that Palpatine survived. I don't care about that. That's fine. It it didn't work, but there's some good stuff in it. Move on. Like I don't, I don't, I don't care. I just feel like that they need to. They just try to course correct so much. That's not. They just second guess themselves all the time, and that's never course good. Correct. Fair enough. But yeah, they got now. They're just dedicated to TV shows. No, no. That's well, this is the now. week of the uh, Star Wars celebration. I bet you they'll announce something. I, I, I'd like to think that they'll announce. What's What's annoying? What another thing I don't like that they do. As soon as someone has a gigantic hit, like like the, they'll have like the guy that John Watts, like he made Spider Man No Way Home or whatever. He made the Spider Man movies, right? Um, uh, he did Cop Car. They're like motherfucker, and they're like, well, let's get him on a Star Wars movie. I mean, why? They did the same thing with Trevorrow. They fired him. You know, like it's just it's like they like they see like a shiny object and they like we got to get them to direct. You know, Taika Waititi even who's great. It's just that you don't have to every time someone comes out with a gigantic hit, offer them a Star Wars movie. I would say offer everybody Star Wars movies because eventually one of them will be great. Roland Orzabel wants to direct a Star Wars film. Film for us. Let's do it. I mean, John Watts. I wonder how long he'll be on before he's fired. Patty Jenkins, right? Patty Jenkins was supposed to make one. She's is she still, still making one? Tenuously attached. As is yeah. uh, Taika Waititi, they say, is going to be the next one that comes out. But I'll believe. I'm worried about that one a little bit. I mean, I like him so much, but I. He's never made a bad movie. I don't movie. think he needs to do a, Doesn't need to make a Star Wars movie. Are you kidding me? That's probably his dream. Fuck his dreams. Is that what you're saying? No, I feel like he's been hijacked. I love all his, like, others. I love his smaller films and stuff like that. Now he's just blockbuster guy which is fine look hey i like his shit i like thor the thor movie you did i'm not jonesing to see his take on star wars i guess that's like that's like your favorite college player getting offered a contract to play in the pros like, it's a gift fuck off i'll be first i'll be first in line don't get me wrong some nerd will all right yeah. look do the work that sound you hear ain't the fucking blaster fire of maze malbin of albus that's <laughs> that is the sound of a tattoo being built mm-hmm. What you put on your flesh, yeah. kind? I mean, it's going to be an intricate tattoo, so I'm going to have to do like a mosaic type like on my back, Bloody. I guess. Mosaic. But uh, it's going to be somehow I'm going to I'm going to ask the guy to can you can you sketch on my back Galen Urso having an absolute blast building the Death Star. <laughs> just just loving it. Just having the best time. Years of his life just killing it, like making the perfect weapon. You know, he, play, he sure he planted a flaw in there, but that's a passion project, my friend. That's a, that's something that made with love. Like when he added the turbochargers to it, so it can haul ass with across care. the galaxy. Mm-hmm. This is the this is Pretty, the fastest round ever. He gave it a little TLC when he was making it. So yeah, I would have 
I would have that. Just having maybe just a, maybe three se- separate scenes over a period of time when he's just having a great time at work. That would have been a great you know? ending to Rise of Skywalker. Poe Dameron says somehow the Death Star survived, and then you notice that BB-8's nipples are invert, like he's got a little concave section, fully operational. That'd be badass. So my tattoo awesome somehow <laughs> somehow Galen Urso survived. <laughs> my tattoo is of our favorite character, Pal. And it's it's just him, and he is stuffing a quintuple cheeseburger into that giant open maw. <laughs> Soon to be seen on seen on Andor. Are you kidding? Don't get me sucking excited. Are you kidding? <laughs> Pal's coming back. They got Pal and Pal. Wait a minute. Is that the same? Character? No, Pal is the ge- Pal is the creature with a giant mouth, not Duncan Pal, the powerful actor. <laughs> I'm talking about the character Pal. P A O, not P O W. Pow! The huge mouth weirdy with the death gun. You know, he's opened his big ass. <laughs> you were talking about, I thought you were talking about Roosgott. No, okay, who, who are you Pow's talking that about? that alien with the giant mouth. He's also on the team with Duncan Pow playing our favorite character, Melshi. What's Pow. his name? His his name P-A-O. is Pow. P-O-W? P-A-O is the, is the, cool, is the cool P-A-O, okay. And then Melshi is, the actor is Duncan Pow. Okay, yeah. you're confused. Like, who's on first situation here for a second? Anyway, Pow is, he is an Andor. Are you saw. fucking? He's in there. <laughs> this thing is rocketing up my mind chart. It's in my head cannon, man. The, the worst <laughs> term of all time. Look, I'm just so, looking at Pow fandom here. He's on Jaden's adventure wiki. He's a male Drabadan commando in service to the Rebel Alliance. Everybody knows. Don't need to tell them. You think these people need to be told who Pow is? Eating the cheeseburger? Um, I needed to be. How did he die? Did he get? How did the he get? The planet killed? blew up. <laughs> how did he get killed there? Before I don't think we get to see his dying life. No, it has it here. Oh man, broke down a cheeseburger. <laughs> Poor guy. Somebody mistook him for Steven Tyler, and he killed himself. Look, the film's over. Credits have rolled, but lo and behold, there's mm. a stinger at the end. What's a little treat at the end? It's a good question. I got two, two stingers on mine. Yeah, the first one's mm. pretty great. The, the heat wave passes over Scarab. Yep, the camera comes on everyone. down to the beach. Down, 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 down to the beach. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that before. There's a refrigerator there. Door pops open and Cassian steps out. I'm back. Where's Jen? Nobody knows. But he made it. The the, the male mm. did. He, the guy made it. And uh, he smiles, you know, looks to the sky, waiting for his ride. Pretty great. Never, never hated that scene. I never hated that scene in the Indiana Jones movie with the refrigerator. I did not. I didn't like the movie, but I didn't hate that podcast, scene. Podcast, not a confessional. Movie. You hated it? It's stupid. My second it. stinger is pretty great. It's mm-hmm. on uh, Yavin 4. Sure. The ceremony is going on to celebrate the victory. And uh, Leia, you know, she's there looking sweet and beautiful. CGI is fucked. Mm-hmm. And she is putting medals onto a series of ash piles. <laughs> while the crowd cheers. Yeah, that's nice of her. Yeah, that CGI Leia is bad. I, I, I feel like that every year they should just go back and try to fix it. I'd rather see G.I. Jane than CGI Leia. <laughs> I mean, mine's going to be like, you're talking about Scarif. I'm going back to the moon, the Imperial occupied moon of, is it Jada? Jeddah. Like Jedi, but with a dumb letter. Is it really? Why would they do they're that? Anyway, smart. there's a pile of dust. You see the little, it's kind of caving in on itself. And then you see Saw's eye, Saw Guerrero's eye. You're like, oh my God, did he survive? And it's just his eye. It, the rest of it caves away. That's the only thing left, and it blinks. 
And then you see, you know, the eyes start rolling toward, <laughs> toward the city. <laughs> You know, because he's gonna get he's he and he and it rolls all the way into the city into a place. I guess the city's destroyed, so it rolls the opposite way to another city. And there's a guy that you know, it's like you know, spare part shop. Wasn't he mostly spare parts already? He's a little bit like um, what's that? What's that? Uh, bad guy in the Revenge of the Sith? George Lucas with with a thousand lightsabers. What was that guy's name? General Grievous. Yeah. Doesn't he die in, in Attack of the Clones? Does maybe, he? Maybe he makes it to the shit movie. Yeah. he... I think he's in. Yeah, they had that lizard, that lizard fight, whatever that stupid shit is. I don't know when he shows up. I think it's Sith. Well, you're right. You're partially right. There's an eye roll when I think about. <laughs> Look, I got You've nothing. been tasked with taking the coins to do a sequel to Rogue One. I think we've got a problem. Finally, we have a problem. I have a bad problem because this is something we always do. Is what if it got a sequel? This one rolls right into New Hope. Still plenty of time for a sequel. You go for it because I'm having trouble. This is a man on a mission story. It's similar. It's a. It's almost. It's very similar in plot. To this. This, you see, there's this ragtag group of mercenaries and cast off rebels and aliens and droids mm-hmm. and stuff that are all gathered together on a mission to go get the plan. Hope against hope. They 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 infiltrate to find the plans and they they get them. It's the schematics to Yoda's stick. They get it. <laughs> they get it. What's the stick called? Gilmer stick. Gilmer stick, yeah. stick. They get yeah. it. I like the idea of them going through all this and they get this cute ass sketch of his stick. Well, now what do we do with it? Well, mine is Leia has the plans like the, the shot of Leia and she says her corny line. What does she does She says something right at the end or maybe she just smiles. Anyway, she puts the, the data cartridge or whatever she has a little thing down on the, the white panel next to her magnet. And he, he, and she turns around to talk to somebody, and the cutest little Muppet mouse comes out of the wall and grabs that thing and does a little, you know, hey, and makes a little noise. Leia turns around just in time to see it dive with this little cartridge into the little hole in the ship. She's like, God damn it. And so this, the sequel is her trying to en- enlist this crew, trying to find this little creepy crawl. They're pulling the ship apart. They're trying to get to this thing. By the way, this little mouse creature, this little mouse muppet's name is Frit Bilsden. Nice. Has a name. And it's working with Empire. It's an evil critter. And it's been, it's trying to it's trying to, you know, contact Darth Vader. It's trying to climb up in the ranks, you know. Anyway, I think that that's that's not bad. It's not a bad idea for a sequel. It's like a little what are you rolling your eyes for? It's not cool. And it's a Muppet. It's a, not a CGI, it's a Muppet type of thing. That's, yeah, it's a Muppet. Great. Yeah. Frit. That's his name? Yeah, Frit. He, he grabs his data cartridge. I don't like that I made him like a trait, like he's a bad guy. I kind of want to go back and no. not make him a bad the guy. The best just, part is just a new The sense. best and most Star Wars part is when Leia says, God damn it. <laughs> Although Luke says, God damn, in uh, the first movie. Yeah. Does he really? Is it when he sees it when he sees Leia for the first time? God damn. Hot. Is it normal to get um, wet this quick? A little wet to be a stormtrooper. All right. All right. Um, look. You've been given the financing to have your own biznatch for mm. Rogue One. Your own product, your own theme park. I mean, rest, whatever you want to do. How are you spending that hard-earned? Sure. Well, I'm definitely making Rogue One Rogue One figures, action figures. Cheer. And so they're incredible. Like, they're so detailed. Uh, you got Jyn Orso, Cassian, Andor, all of them. Bodhi Rook, any, all of them. And as soon as you open it with them, you're on a, on a clock. You got a one hour to play with them before they just disappear. They disintegrate in your hands, but what, you know, and not until you open them. So they're, t- they're temporary action figures and they got you, you every time we buy one, what's cool about our 
our business model is you have a coupon for the next, you know, 30% off your next purchase, the same action figure, right? And the trick is you can put them in the refrigerator before you open them. It gives you another 45 minutes, slows down the process of the disintegration. What I do you think? It. I love it. It's actually a temporary action figure. It's also mm-hmm. a guaranteed moneymaker because I, mm-hmm. I every, every once in a while I'd lose, I'd lose a blaster or my character's legs would get too spread and I have to buy another version of it. But this one. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. This one you get, they automatically are getting a rebuy out out of it. Never, never thought I'd have to replace a figure because his legs got too spread. By the way, but it happened. Ben Kenobi, (laughs) Ben Kenobi in particular, when you spread his his legs because they were cloak Mm. legs, they were half legs, half cloak. Yeah, they were. They're cloth pentagons that he had. Those giant monolithic legs. My GI Joe figures were always getting wrecked. I had their their little. Legs would always like they would come out like their rubber bands would break inside the figure and stuff. Star Wars figures, I never they got worn out, but I never had a problem with spread leg Obi Wan. We, we subscribe to different Instagram feeds, obviously. So I also have an action figure component to mine. I have resurrected the Kenner brand, mm-hmm. and I have made uh, a playset for those figures you're talking about. Oh wow, great! It's, a, it's, yeah. it's called the Rogue One Graveyard, and so what it is, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's a, an old potter's field, you know, it's just like a cute little mm-hmm. stretch of land with holes dug out and tombstones ready to play mm-hmm. where you just put those figures in, put them in their final resting zone. Man, that's awesome. It's like a carrying case. Like yeah. when you used to have for your action figures, this is a and graveyard pegs in the, in the, in the bottom of the hole, but sideways pegs. So you could stick their feet into them sideways. So they could rest forever stuck. And the commercial I have in my sure. mind is uh, two kids, mop haired, you know, mopping little kids sitting there top playing, putting their slowly putting these characters deep into their earthen tomb. And there's mm-hmm. like, there goes Jen, there goes Cassian, there goes Krennic. And the kid goes, Krennic? Why is he going into this same graveyard? And the other kid goes, shut up, fuck! And then it shows the Kenner logo. Can I ask you to make a um, special uh, grave for a little tiny one for Frit? For the <laughs> little dies, cute little dies. Muppet mouse. Yeah, Leia destroys him. Yeah. He actually feels bad and he gives he gives it back because he realizes what's on there. He finally gives it back to her and she slices him in half with the samurai sword. <laughs> wow, samurai sword. She said just to be sure he never does this again. Yeah. I thought it'd be better if she if he, he dies because he eats violent cheese. Mm-hmm. She thought she put a little but cheese it's not on cheese. It's actually a bounty hunter that's that small and cute. You know, like it's a little cute, holy cubed bounty hunter named yeah. Chits. Who lies in wait, looking like cheese, and then it's a bad name. Sparks out when once he's devoured. I mean, I love his I love his whole deal. It's an incredible, it's an incredible image, and I love it. But it, he can't name him Chits. <laughs> Are you kidding? That's his name. You got to give him some other name. No. The Chits can't Chits. be it. Look, go just go to the just go to the Cronenberg no, no, Bible and find a name. Y Z Z Z Z Z Z T Z. All right, that does make it a little bit better. Is that his first or last name? It's, it's like Prince. You know, he's got one name. He's little ham- little, speaking of Prince, Little Hammerhead Corbett. Right. Speaking of Prince, <laughs> shit's <laughs> same height. Look, you're in the movie. You've been added to the running time yeah. of the aforementioned Rogue One. What Man. shape does your performance take? That's a good question. I'm the guy who's at the Rebel, like the Rebel Assembly there, who somehow has seen all the movies already. So they're, they're, they're putting plans together, and I'm like... Uh, we should just get Chewbacca and Han to come help, or maybe Ben Kenobi should come out of retirement, become Obi Wan again, and help us get you know get some shit done. They're like looking at me all confused, right. like, "Hey, you know, 
Poe Dameron's being born like in a week or two. We should go get him and start getting him in vehicles to like start kicking ass. They're like, what the All fuck right. are you talking about, man? Palpatine somehow survived. You know? Boba right. Fett is going to own the fucking Tatooine. You just wait. It's bad. I'm like, Vader's their dad, obviously. I mean, how do you not know he's their dad? We saw him, you know, he gave birth to two kids. One of them, obviously Leia. The other one, obviously Luke. Yeah, Greedo's not going to make it, guy. You know, so he's just wasting everybody's time with the truth. Sure. Yeah. Oh, of course. I'm Borgullet's dad. <laughs> Papa Gullet. And I'm I'm working side by side with Galen on the Death Star. We're both talking about our kids. How much What do you look them. like? I look like Borgullet, just yeah. with like a white beard. You got like six wrenches. You're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got wrenches. I'm helping out. Like, they like me because I'm... I can kind of feel my way around the ship. I can kind of feel as the ship comes, I get to know it. I get to get emotionally connect with it, you know, fix it, help fix it. <coughs> Every once in a while, suck a thought out of a minor character. You know, that's what I eat. You know, pretend I'm eating like the shit they're serving, but really I'm dining on thoughts. You know what I'm talking about? But nobody knows. I'm I'm Papa Gullet up there helping with the Death Star. Are you on it when it goes kaput? I'm trying to get out there whenever they shoot out, when when they, yeah, whenever the Rebels come and they try to shoot the engineers. No, actually, like, I, I'm on, I, 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 I'm on my way out with Galen when that happens. I'm just slow. You know, I'm all the way back. I just haven't made it all the way out there when they get shot apart. Did that, do you have a, do you have but, a meet cute with the Dinoga? Maybe a little office romance? I mean, how do you think Borgola was, was born? Yeah. Right. Anyway, that's, that's who I'd be. Another hit response by me. I'm killing it. Uh, look, You've got to incorporate something from Rogue One in your routine, man. What ritual do you think you might take out of this movie? That's a good question. Mine's simple. Oh, yours is simple. Okay, good. Uh, I shit my pants whenever somebody asks me for a favor. Because I I think about what happened to those people when they did a favor for somebody. Mm -hmm. Can you get these plans, please? Sure, I'll I'll die horribly. So I'll be be at home resting and somebody say, I need you to come help me move this couch. Cold sweats, pants start to weaken. Ain't good. That's a ritual. I, I respond poorly to any sorts of favors, requests. Well, I mean, you're not going to change much. Respond poorly, poorly to favors. Is yeah. that what you said? I mean, my what I'm going to do is I'm going to start placing weaknesses in things. <laughs> That's what I'm going to incorporate in my life. I'm going to start planting and planting weaknesses and stuff. Do my best in my phone. Download some ransomware <laughs> on my phone or something. Put some you know gum on my webcam. I don't know. Just unscrew the bottom of some furniture i don't know just gonna i'm just gonna you know plant some weaknesses now yeah, you cook it like a bunt cake and right as they're about to cut it it collapses into itself yeah i like it you got plenty of weakness to share i mean let's face it oh my god it's super zoom it's not nice <laughs> that's super zoom <laughs> look you're floating out there at sea on this island you've been there for all these many years gathering debris from films and now it's time to take mm. some from rogue uno so they called it they rogue called one rogue one <sighs> what would you do what'd you take i mean that master switch is tempting let me think. There's a lot to take from this one, you Absolute. know? You know, there's there's the look that Krennic gives when he realizes he's about to get shot apart. <laughs> Has the resigned look. That's an interesting look. I'd like to take that maybe, but I'm not going to do that. Maybe I'll take that hidden, that little hidden thing that Jin hides in at the beginning. The little hidden... Oh, that's a good um, pull. What is that? What, what would you call it, Like a hiding yeah, spot? Like a, with a rock room or something. I don't know. Has like a rock door. Yeah, I just, I put that like a little trap door like hiding spot, you know, in case somebody ever came that I, you know, was a threat to me, I could, I can hide down there, you know, and they'd probably have, probably have a couple, 
like that that stormtrooper, that little stuffed stormtrooper down there, the little stormtrooper toy. You know, maybe there would be like a toy of Bull Gullet too. I'm a fan. Know, I'm there. a fan of this this idea. Bull Gullet. Anyway, go ahead. I, I mean, obviously the plans. I'm taking the plans. Nobody would think to look. Nobody yeah. would think to look there for them. I got the plans of the Death Star, man. Flaw and all. I got everything. Nobody would come. Nobody knows. Perfect hiding spot. On your island? There's a, there's, a, there's another side of this though. Sounds like it. Because if yeah. I have the plans, then they can't solve the Death Star, which is a problem. Is a right. Problem. It's tripping, tripping them up. Yeah, so you'd steal them away but, from but the it's, rebels. It's also kind of a neat invite because <clears throat> that means they may send people to die on my island, mm-hmm. which means more bodies. I know. So, yeah. it's the, it's so you're like trying the gift to that keeps on giving. I got a body magnet. I took a body magnet. How would they know it's there? Like, what would? How would they? How, how would you get the word out? So what I would probably do is start throwing bottles into the sea with notes. You know, guess what? Would those? Would those? Would those bottles have engines that would rise into the atmosphere and go towards a ship? Because how else would they get the message? All right. Well, at least I got cool plans that I can't read. <laughs> That's true. I don't think it's a bad idea, though. It's It's got to be a blast to go through those plans. It's got to be super fun looking at them. You know what I'm saying? Just to take a glimpse at like those plans and check them out. The schematics. It's always fun have, looking at schematics. I would have to have so, some sort of an interface, I'm thinking, to, to view the plans. Sure, of course. Yeah, don't you, you, ta- you have to take something. Yeah, I agree. yeah. And I think maybe on the off chance that somebody did show up from the rebellion, uh, from a fictional universe uh, that takes place in the deep past, they'll be disappointed with the plans when they get them. These are wetter than I remember. <laughs> Someone erased the flaw out of this. What's going somebody, on? Someone tampered with these plans. Somebody replaced yeah, Death Star with. Do you agree? Peppermint. What? Do you agree that it's just it's just so much fun looking at schematics? Well, two hundred percent. Even if you don't understand them, yeah. I mean, even if you don't understand what's going on, like you don't have time to look at the key or whatever, and you have no idea about the facts and figures, it's just a blast to just kind of get your eyes. What's on that sexy ass movie where they have they have the plans? It's a schematic, and they they put them on top of each other, and, they, and it becomes something. Like they figure it out. Four corners, and they tie them together, and it creates. Oh, this is the secret. This oh, it's contact. Yeah, is that what it is? The alien shit, and then they they figure it out. Oh my god, look, they're letting us build a creep for outer space. Yeah, Yeah, is there? Do you think there's like a camp for looking at schematics, like an acting camp? Like, how are you supposed to respond to that? Like, I I feel like I'd be lost a little bit. The best thing about everything that would happen is that you'd never have to worry Mm -hmm. about the counselor touching you because it's too awesome. You can't match how awesome the schematics are. He's not going to want to get out and get it in. I'm just saying that I, I think I would ruin every take by looking too excited. Do you know what I'm saying? Your character would never be this excited about like, looking at the schematics. I'm just like, I can't tone it down. It's impossible. These things are great. And you you mentioned contact, but the schematics are over a lot of films. They're all over. They show up in um, Live, Die, Repeat. They've got schematics in there. You know, it'd be great. Star Wars all, over, if, all the time. If you find Star out Trek. The, the schematics for the Death Star were designed by AutoCAD Bane. <laughs> I caught the eye The silent ride Feel the ebb and feel the flow See the cut, it's all
Yeah. 